and welcome once again to the M4 podcast. As always, I'm Matthew Jelinek. I'm Michael Sullivan. And I am Morgan Davidson. And this week I was interested to know what your thoughts were and who your favourite dictator is. Favourite dictator. Yeah, dictator. I, I heard dictator as well. So I dictator? was just star. It's a bit... bit... No, dictator. Ah. Sasha, Sasha Gray? Is it Stoya? Nah. That's them to you. Uh, anyway. no, no. I'm just throwing out names now. Uh, <laughs> Who's your favourite dictator, Matthew? Dictator. My favourite dictator, well, I mean, it's a horrible thing to have a favourite dictator. But no, it's not. I, you can light someone on a fire and be like, oh, that guy had style. Due to an issue with the recording, you miss out on an anecdote that I had that was both stupid and not funny. Instead, I'll place this. My favourite dictator is Tito, because he wrote the song Africa. Get it? Because it was Toto. Your favourite dictator, Mikey? Anyone? I didn't think of anyone. It's all good. My favourite dictator is Saddam Hussein. That is my favourite dictator. I really like Saddam. I'm sad to see him go. Um, He was like a year-long poster boy for Movember. I just can't think of a world leader that rocked a mo like that. Um, He was a little bit evil, like with the whole gassing his own people sort of vibe. But that thick mo, it was so thick, it was so black. I'm sure there's so with mo's. No, he'll be sorely missed. And he also had some shit-hot palaces. He had a certain Persian style, beautiful palaces, a lot of gold... Oh, just he like, did have a really. He had, he hired some pretty impressive architects because he had underground mansions. Oh, a beautiful, absolutely beautiful, and he really held out for a fair long time to some pretty intense pressure. The guy gets some extra points for longevity. I was going to say, let's Google some dictator moustaches. I'm sure there's got to be more. Like if you've gotten besides like running an entire people. Like what else have you got to do besides grow it? Thick stash. Let's just not take away from from this. Yeah, true. Stalin, Stalin, good moustache. That's Stalin, Stalin, Stalin's a great moustache. moustache. That's a pretty. But I'm not going to go with someone. Anyway, <laughs> I went with Saddam Hussein. I want to also give. I like sh- to point out that the uh, third return is why do dictators have, have moustaches? <laughs> um, I want to give a shout out to my boy Gaddafi. Gaddafi. Um, for taking a palace-sized tent everywhere, he went tote pimp. Swag, like yeah, he was he just like even, he didn't even subtly try to be like I'm he's taking like, all the money. Look at my it's fucking! Like, tent. I've got all the money. Where's uh, our money? I've got all, all of the it, money. Yeah. <laughs> he also had female bodyguards, nicknamed the Amazonian guards, training weaponry and allowed to wear makeup and high heels. They were reported to be virgins, and he used them as he thought an assassin would have an emotional issues about shooting a female. If an assassin did, he is probably in the wrong profession. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just saying, just yeah. saying. You're, you're not wrong. Anyways. Oh, we did. Yeah, that's a good point. Really. Um, <laughs> we'll need to trim the fat we'll, on that one. Uh, yeah, a little bit. We'll come back to Dictator Watch later. Uh, Mike, your pick for this week. So, Layer Cake is my movie from 2004, starring Daniel Craig as the main character. Daniel who? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. I, I would love to tell you the name of his character. Uh, I want to. Can we just call him Forex? Yep. Because it's very Australian. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Forex. Personally, I think that's gold. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Forex Gold is a beer, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so this is Daniel Craig before he's Bond. I actually know almost nothing about Daniel Craig. Is it does he done has he done many any other movies? Yeah, he's been in a couple of other Matthew Vaughan films, I think all are. Touch on him and character's act performances. Keep going. Yep, yep. Yeah, so uh, this is Daniel Craig plays a business like a middleman of a drug ring. Drug cart I guess cartel ash type thing. Um, where he is making good money, but he wants to get out because he, he doesn't want to be too greedy. He even makes mention of this in the movie that he doesn't want to never be too greedy. 
Um, so he wants to he wants to get out. He wants to get out of there. So he gets called into his boss's office one day, which is actually a very fancy restaurant. Yeah. I think it's um, his boss's boss. He, no, yeah, he gets called into the country club. Yeah, it's country, yeah. Stoke country club. Yeah, uh, I think. Oh, yeah, it is. Well, it's, yeah. yeah, I guess it's his boss's boss. Like, I guess mm. kind of thing. Like, it's anyway. Uh, and he gets told that um, basically you can't retire. You make me too much money. You got to do this instead. So he sends him off on this two on missions. This, two missions. Uh, one is to sell a large number of pills. The other one is to find his good friend's daughter that has been kidnapped or taken away or disappeared. She's run away. Yeah, she's run away. So the, 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 um, the first one with the whole pills, yes, it's been stolen from a whole heap of Serbian war criminals. Well, he doesn't know this at the time. <laughs> he gets sent off on this and quickly realises that the dude that got it is just a, a dipshit and has robbed another... A low-level gangster who styled himself, as I love this, as the Duke. The yeah. Duke. <laughs> what a wanker. Yeah. Um, yeah, he stole, steals it at gunpoint at another drug kingpin mm. that does ecstasy tablets. Unbeknownst to Daniel Craig, is stolen, and he has to find a buyer for these because he's the, the drug middleman. Uh, yeah, it all goes all, all goes to hell from there. Hell, yeah. as the as missions do in this type of a movie. Mm. Um, just to add on that, the, the the Serbian war criminals after the initial part have sent out their top assassin, Dragon, Dragon, to yeah. bring back the heads of those responsible. Yes, and. Uh, Daniel Craig's character in that sort of opening introduction of you know you, this is why you do it you should get in get out don't be greedy because if you patience greedy, is a virtue yeah, if you get greedy you get shot it's like you want to avoid the sort of gangsters that aren't in it for the money they're in it for the, like to the, style themselves as gangsters and then it pans to them, and it cuts to the duke <laughs> and yeah. he's like avoid them and it turns out that the duke in being an outsider, you think he's getting the drugs legitimately to begin with, or as legitimately. It looks like to start off with, yeah. It's then revealed that no, no, he robbed the people he was meant to be buying them from, and has been also slamming uh, Daniel Craig's character's name all around town. It's like, oh, I'm involved with his crew and their boss's boss and their boss. Oh, I'm part of them, uh, which is you just know, low level r- gangster talking level, it up. Yeah, talking up, <laughs> and it's one of the things that uh, Daniel Craig's character says: avoid them at all costs. Avoid characters like the Duke. And this is why, basically. Okay. Back in the tin. Back in the tin. Moving the character actors and their performances. So, Daniel Craig, let's start with him. Yeah, so before Bond. Um, like I said, has he done much else? I don't really know. Because this is this is a good introduction to Daniel Craig. I yeah. would say he is not as built. No, he's not. He's physically. very, very small. He's, he's, he's fit. Yes. yes. Not ripped. Not he's, very, he's very suave and sophisticated in this movie. Yes. Preferring to let his henchman, Morty, do the skull kicking. Mm. Um, you see him in a suit a few times. And there's a scene in it. I think with that silent, silenced gun where he sort of hugs the walls, this was almost an audition yeah, yeah, for the was. role of James Bond or someone watching it who does casting James Bond went, got him! Yeah, yeah there yeah, he is. Absolutely. Like, and it was so, like, I, this probably wasn't even in the realm of him getting out, but that that scene with that gun where he's just like, and you're like, that that is so... Now you yeah. know that he's Bond, you're like, that is so Bond. Yeah. yeah. The, at, watching this, had I not known about Bond, I was like, this guy would make a good Bond. Watching this and knowing that he's Bond later, I went, oh, okay, yeah, that this is where they found him. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, definitely. He was so Bond. Like, he has usually he's you know just a regular guy, sort of leather jacket, but he does suit up with uh, throughout the film. He also cops a beating multiple times, so he's in a suit with his face a bit messed up, and you're like, that's so and Bond. Something that Bond doesn't do, like obviously being the main character, he gets a lot of dialogue, but Bond doesn't usually get witty dialogue he gets cheesy dialogue yeah and he gets a good chance in this to have a bit of banter and yeah. he's actually quite good at it yeah, he uh, and he, he plays he does it he does it he does it quite well mm. i really thought this character got a lot of like evolution uh, evolution mm. yes that's the word for it yeah. um 
he, he started off not wanting to really hurt anyone. Like yeah. he let he Morty was a numbers just, guy. I'm an yeah. accountant, basically. I'll get in, get out. But by the end of the film, like he's actually forced into doing well, stuff himself. Like by the end, there, when he was forced, he still wasn't enjoying it. No, he still, didn't. Still that, one of the best scenes in the lot. movie is what he the way he deals after he's killed someone. He's yeah. having nightmares yeah. and seeing the faces and yeah. popping pills and drinking alcohol to yeah. go to sleep because he can't handle seeing <laughs> the face of someone he, he yeah. murdered. Yeah. Um, and and I just say that that the, the scene that that happens in, I thought that was done extremely yeah. well, especially uh, the scene where he kills the person. Where, where, where he kills someone. The, the only, is the only person he kills in the entire movie, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I think so. um, like he's, he's creeping the garden, but then it sort of it goes to this point where it's going to happen, and then it pans out really quickly and it gets a poof. Yeah. And then, yeah. and I was just like, wow, that scene, epic. Anything more to say on 4X? No, nothing on uh, Slash Daniel Craig. Slash Dad's Yeah. Uh, this film also is a bit of a who's who, especially for for British actors. Like it's it's one of the ones where if you're doing a British gangster film, certain people always seem to turn up. Yeah, uh, and it's also another early film. Like this is a, probably the earliest film I've seen Neil Craig in. It's an early early film for Tom Hardy as yeah. well. And he's only a, really, a real small bit part. Like he's he's named number six on this on this list that we're looking at from where his name is yeah. now but he's like he should be number 10th because well, his character's tiny yeah I, I think uh, actually this is in order of appearance because ah. Daniel Craig walks into his office like and this is Clarky he's yeah. a chemistry student he's got to pay off his, his debts and all that kind of thing but working for us for a few years it's like you've got to have people that you can trust and then it cuts to you don't want to work with the idiots <laughs> who are in it just for the face value. Here's the such Duke. As the Duke. Um, George Harris's Morty, which is 4X main skull kicker. He's a bit of a hard man that's done 10 years for murder that he didn't commit but kept his mouth shut, which got him a lot of respect. What do we think of him? Uh, I thought he was a really good, imposing sort of character. Like he, he quite quiet, like, but imposing. Quiet, and one of the lads, yeah. like willing to have a laugh. Seemed like a nice enough guy. But get on his wrong side, and he's willing to do what he has to do. Kicks the shit out of you and melts your face. Yeah. I thought the story of um, how he ended up doing his time like yeah. in that flashback, I really liked that. that yeah. it, it made, like, for all you know to start off with, you see this scene where he irrationally loses his temper, temp, temper at yeah. his old associate in a diner. Um, I, to be honest, yeah, when, when he first did that, I thought he was doing that to us because they've... Let out frustration? Well, no, no. Um, like, they've discovered that, all right, our names have been named to the Serbians that have... And here he is so, talking. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was a case of, he's gone, okay, so I know the Serbs are after me. I'm going to beat this guy out, because he, as he finishes up, he goes, I'll be here. It's like, you probably won't see me for a little while. I thought he was deliberately getting himself arrested. Ah, so he'd be as, safe. As a means of protection. Yeah. I was like, that's messed up, but cool. And then later, that's, that's not the case. It was like, oh, that was revenge. For this. Yeah, mm. uh, and that reveal, you're like, holy fuck, that makes so much sense. Mm. Um, I thought this movie did a really good job of showing the different levels of uh, the criminal gangster, yeah. starting yeah. with the Duke, Jamie Foran, our friend from the taxi driver in Football Factory. Yeah. Um, he, he's this low-level gangster with dreams of grandeur, uh, but really he's a mug. Thinks he's the head of the yeah. yeah. He's a mug who thought it'd be a good idea to steal drugs from Serbian war criminals. Mm. Um, think total chav wanker, yeah. basically. Um, Where, whereas all the other criminals, or all the, all the other members of the firm are smart enough to have sort of 
you know, you don't want to be low out key. in a lot. We're low, low key. key. Driving around just, you know, sedans and, I mean, fair enough, the Audi's not going to He has, what is it? A, a canary yellow, yellow Range Rover. Yeah, he's just trying to be flashy. Yeah. I, not mentioned walking down Amsterdam Road screaming to his phone about drugs. drugs yeah. Uh, he was a good, the character himself was a good laugh with his loud demeanour and, and his over-the-top personality. I thought Jamie Foreman played this to a T because everyone's like, even in Australia, we have this sort of type of character yeah. and it was just like, yeah, no, I know no. what you're trying to get across. And the full sportswear polyester pants and jacket, superb. Yep. Little Absolutely. Thing, that yeah. was just like a little cherry on top of a shit cake. It's like what, it's like, like, a, what a, like a dirt bag like that thinks is really cool and classy and flashy, but it just looks trashy. Yeah. That sort of feel. Kenneth Cranham as Jimmy Price, he was the middle gangster. He sort of started from the bottom. He's made it, but he doesn't have the real background or connections or the education to be the polished article. Yeah. I really liked his character because he had these like weaknesses as such. He was almost... He, he knew he didn't sort of fit in this world. It was like he wanted to pretend like he was, you know, he had it and he was fancy, but... The way the next guy we're going to go into talks about, he has this country club that he's at, but all the other members sort of snigger behind his back at his crassness and crudeness because you don't fit in here, mate. You haven't got the education. It's all good. You haven't got the lordship. You haven't got this. We'll let you join because you got a lot of money, but he thinks he's made it and and really is lucked it by a lot of ways. Yeah, he's sort of the classic new money Oh, and just old money sort of country club. They're all like, yeah, okay, sure. He pays his dues, so he's in. But definitely not to be fucked with. Yeah. Michael Gambon. Wow. The reveal of Michael Gambon, like, I was like, no, yeah, I'm this other person who you've sort of vaguely heard about. If Morty is imposing, this is imposing square. Oh, like, he's <laughs> just, no, no, I, I, this is my kingdom. Yeah. I will fuck you. Yeah, privately educated, old money type, who's who's sort of criminal past as he said, sort of like buying governments. Yeah. Gambon was absolutely superb in this yeah. just over the top thing. Did anyone else feel he's there he has got a scene where he's lecturing Forex. Did anyone feel it was like Dumbledore lecturing absolutely. Harry? No, <laughs> you no, were no, like no. I didn't Yep. There was a few little tones where it was just like and you know what you have to do because it's what must be done. I'm like start, Kill start. Voldemort, Harry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You mustn't go near Voldemort. Don't put your name in the Goblet of Fire. But yeah, Gambon was just like... Gambon Gambon coming in definitely felt like it it immediately put another... Stepped it up. Without being a shit pun, did actually put another real layer to the cake. Like you're thinking like the previous one, the previous big boss band was like, yeah, he's he's top of the the food chain. Don't don't fuck with him. And then... Gambon yeah, comes in, and then he's like, "Yeah, no, he's 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 nothing to me. He's he's below me." And you're like, "Yeah, I really believe." But that. <laughs> with that as well, like you said, it does give another layer. But it showed the character where Jim, like Jimmy Price would tell everyone that oh, I'm the big man. I'm the big man. It's like Gambon is like he just Eddie thinks. Temple is the big man, and he'll tell you if he needs to. Yeah. But he's not shouting it from the fucking rooftop. That's why you haven't met him, and you haven't. Yeah. You know, you're you not just, in, you can't in his, his name. You don't really know him. That's it. He's a bit like Kaiser Soze. Yeah, yeah. And he's definitely one of those characters in within that world where you're right. He doesn't shout from the rooftops. He wouldn't even actually tell you directly. You'd just wake up without a hand or some sort of mess up thing like that. I was like, no, 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 no. You're mine. Yeah. You are absolutely mine. So you're gonna do what I tell you. And even the way he does his business, and since he's got obviously a, a big, thriving business, you know, you've got 
Forex has got um, what's his name? I've lost it. Morty and Gene. Morty and yes, he's got Morty as his sort of henchman. Uh, Jimmy Price has got Gene. This guy's got private military. Yeah, they got Mercs basically. Yeah. And they're all, I noticed like when they first saw the step, I was like, oh, because they're wearing sort of the classic sort of blue cardigan that you expect the cops Cops to wear. wear. But without any of the insignia, it's like, oh, they're just ex-military dudes who like a uniform. Yeah. Oh, those dudes are imposing. (laughs) Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Moving on from that into uh, Colmini playing Gene. It's uh, Jimmy Price's trusted friend and head kicker. He's the right-hand man. Great actor. I think this guy does funny and serious mm-hmm. yeah. so well. And in this movie, he gives me one of one of probably my favourite scenes. He just knows how to do a bit of story and it flows, but depth at the same time. I really liked when the Duke was threatening Forex. It's very yeah. at the start of the movie, and you know they're doing this deal for tablets, and Forex is given giving Duke a bit of a bit of shit, and then, and then he storms off, and he's just about to walk away. The Duke says to Forex, "You wouldn't be so flash if you didn't have him standing." behind you and he's yeah. referring to Gene and Gene just looks him up and down and just says so coolly yeah but he fucking does doesn't he and it was just like KO just yeah. like all over I was like yep you know you're not to be fucked with because mm-hmm. yeah oh so good and like I said Col- Colmany just delivers every line in this just so well um, it's a big difference from seeing him in this to Star, Star Trek, Trek yeah. like just like <laughs> polar opposites. Mm. But he plays that tough. I think it's the size of his head. Yeah. He's just so thick. Yeah, he's got a good. He's got a good big pumpkin head. I know from experience because I also have a big fat pumpkin head. But no, he's good. Definitely good. Definitely. Other than that, anyone else? Sienna Miller's in it as plays Tammy. She doesn't have much screen time. She's no. the. the I, I, I have to admit, like throughout. Oh, I'll get into that in the spoiler section about what what I thought she was. Uh, uh, she, what she was was totes hot. Yeah, there is that. In lingerie, but the fucking accent was rank. It made me soft. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the lingerie, it made me soft. I was like, whoa, no, 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 no. But yeah, it, it's got a, a, a good cast of uh, British actors as well. The sort of people that you see, like Tamir, uh, Tamir Hassan, who was also in... In Football Factory. And, yeah, Football Factory and... The one guy I'll, I'll quickly mention is Dexter Fletcher as Cody. He's one of the con men who you see throughout. Yeah. It. He compliments any actor so well. He, he's in, um, well, obviously he's in this. He is in Lockstock. He's in a whole other swag of about, British he's those, movies. Yeah, he's a British actor, so you'll see him in... And especially in gangsterish yeah. sort of stuff. You'll see him, he's almost, I'm probably in every single Guy Ritchie movie film, Guy yeah. Ritchie film ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he just pops up and you're like, yeah. You always give a nice little performance. Any other characters? Nah. nah move on. Moving on. Looks and tone. Mikey. Like the opening scene where he's walking through, looking at all the different drugs and he's walking through, it changes to like pharmaceuticals going on the wall. Yeah. Like it was, it's it's early 2000s, but it looked very well done. Oh, yeah, I felt like slick. It, was, it was very Yeah, because he's yeah. talking about how, you know, profits are basically the thing that drives the world. And, gets, and it's only a matter of time until this becomes the norm and you can buy cocaine off the yeah. shelves. So I'm getting in, getting my money now, and getting out. Yeah. And yeah. it sort of slowly transitions. And you, he's right. Like, it's, it changes from cocaine to... Well, cocaine in, in FCUK branding and all this sort of stuff into just traditional pharmaceuticals. I'm like, yeah, cool. So I, liked, I really liked how they started off with the whole gangsters used to be about robbing robbing banks it was all about bank heists and stuff yeah. and now how it's all shifted to the drug yeah, was, uh, and how but, and why that yeah was exactly really well done. yeah and he was i like how he was saying stuff like um 
it used to be about trying to get your money out of banks, but now it's about trying to get, get into banks. banks. Yeah. So this is uh, this is my my. Accountant. accountant that gets the money laundered. <laughs> launders it for him and I, there was a good scene with that as well he rocks up at his uh, accountants eventually later on and the accountant's just gone yeah. vanished all money disappeared yeah because uh, in the meeting he's having with Jimmy Jimmy's like are you still using that accountant I introduced you to he's like yep so he's a good man to sing it's like yeah and then later on you realise because Jimmy's basically fucking 4x over the accountant's long gone yeah it's like oh my god you were gonna retire tomorrow poor guy uh, but yeah, this is really just the classic British gangster styling that we've come to know over the last 10 to 15 years. Yeah. That slick sort of movie with a bit of humour. Yeah. Uh, good banter. Good banter. Really good banter. Lots of little knots and layers. Yeah, definitely. Like everything's associated, but not necessarily directly associated the way you think it is. It's actually a few layers deeper, and then you have to reveal, no, it's actually not as deep as... There's a bit of a switch, is. there's a bit of a switch. This, is, a, this a switch. is directed by the same guy that did Lockstock. Yeah. Matthew no, Vaughan, yeah. No, 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 that's got, that's got Richie. Oh, wait, no, Matthew Vaughan did... What did he... He's done... The, 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 the Snatch. Snatch. And, okay. Snatch and, and Lockstock. No, 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 yeah. producer on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, how he's putting producers on Okay, yeah. 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 I was going to say, heavy involvement. Yeah, okay. So, essentially, if you enjoy Lockstock, you... You Very like much enjoy yeah. it. If you like locks, like like snatch, like me machine, like football factory, all those sort of things, this was well in the banterish sort of mm. sort of, sort of thing. I thought all, all the characters were very stereotyped, but they were sharp and on point, and mm. showing those like British gangsters, they, they represented in the way yeah. they were supposed to. Yeah. Fast paced, witty dialogue. It is very Guy Ritchie, as 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 we just said. It does make you think of the films we just went through: the snatch, the lock stocks, all those sort of things. Mm. It shares a lot of the actors, probably why it shot very well. But I don't know. There's just some different perspectives that I like that it, that, it, that it gave. Like yeah. a few of those other movies don't give you these perspectives. Like yeah. as I was saying, there's that one scene in a, in a garden where he's he's assassinated, like he's shooting someone, and there's a zoom out at the very last second. It was very very tight with how it yeah. how it did certain key points, yep. and it just made it slightly different from the atypical British gangster movie that I'd seen. Absolutely. Like where, especially in that sort of scene, you'd you'd usually see like a shot of the tip of the gun and a flash and a body drop. Whereas this wasn't afraid just to pull out, show you the full scene of a guard and two men and one of them being turned into a corpse. Yeah, and it was quick and swift and actually sort of uncinematic and anticlimactic. Sense, but yeah. guess what? That's life and death, and he's away. Yeah, it was instantaneous, yeah. and now his life is different forever. I I also liked as well. That's exactly right. It took. It, took a lot of perspective away from that first person sort of yeah. thing. Um, and the guy being bashed by Morty, it was one of the best scenes in it because it gave you a way from, usually this would be Morty's sort of first person or it'd be from behind Morty watching him bash his guy. It went into the guy being bashed first, like Boot the first person. Down. Yeah, it was just being booted, being yelled and at. And then he's sort of face half on the floor being picked up going, yeah, you want some more? Ten, ten is enough, hey? And smashes him in the face again. And that was one of the best scenes in the whole movie, yeah. like I thought. Just mm. the way they, someone being bashed and this is the perspective that it ha- happens on. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was really, really well done. I wish Daniel Craig had done a lot more of these type of movies as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I wish he'd like, he'd broken into the Bond a bit later and he yeah. kind of did a few more of these before he he's, Has he even done anything while he's been doing Bond? Or yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like, he's done a, he's done a few things. things. In fact, there was something I watched him in recently and he's actually quite funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's funny he's in funny, this. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. But, but I mean like more, more direct, ha-ha, funny comedy sort of thing. Bond 25, unnamed. 
Uh, oh yeah, the girl with the dragon tattoo. That was his big one that he did. Yeah. Well, wait, Star Wars: The Force Awakens stormtrooper uncredited. Yeah, he's one of the stormtroopers. Uh, I think you know how um, uh, Kylo Ren freaks out and throws stuff out. And there's the two stormtroopers, and they go oh, and turn around. I think one of them's <laughs> Daniel Craig. <laughs> what? He's like, I want to be in it. And like, oh, we can't really put your face in. Like, I don't care. I want to be. Can I be a stormtrooper? I want to be a stormtrooper. Like, yes. He's like, cool. You don't even have to pay me. That's so he was awesome. just he was technically just an, uh, just an extra. That's awesome. I like that. That's really cool. <laughs> cool. He, yeah, apparently he's a huge uh, Star Wars nut. Yeah. So like, I don't want to be in it. I just want to be in it. Yeah. It's cool. Would you recommend it? Yes. Oh, what about overall? Overall? What do, we, what do we think overall? overall. Oh, sorry, overall. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> I just, really I we all just assumed we loved it. Yeah. So I, I was. No, overall, I, I really, really enjoyed it. it. It was definitely made me think very much of Guy Ritchie. Like, oh, it's, it's got that Guy yeah. Ritchie sort of tone with Matthew Vaughan's own sort of take on it because uh, he, he goes on to direct... Uh, Kingsman and that kind of thing. So there's a few things with perspective that he likes to do that you sort of see early in this. Yeah, definitely, definitely enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I obviously really enjoyed it because I'm the one that uh, put it out there. But uh, the thing that I really liked about this movie is that all the characters did seem like real people. They all seemed very real to me. Uh, to the point where one of my favourite little things in there was uh, Daniel Craig has just been beaten the shit out of and it's got to the scene where they got to the end of it. It's kind of like the plateau of the movie where they look up and they see a whole bunch more shit above them mm-hmm. and they're all just kind of sitting at a bar and they're like, well, what do we do now? And in a normal movie, they go, let's get started. And then they'll get him. He's like, no, they roll out, They roll yeah. out a map. And <laughs> yeah, they start working on their plans to get ready for the next big action sequence. But he's like... No, fuck that. I'm going to bed. I know what you guys are doing. Yeah. And I was like, that's exactly what you'd do. You'd yeah. be fucking tired, wouldn't you? You'd done all this shit and you've had the shit kicked out of you. You'd want to sleep. So I was like, I respect that. They've, yeah. they've gone against the grain on that one. I like it. So yeah, liked it a lot. Yeah, definitely. I recommend it. Um, it wasn't on my list to, to films films to watch in, in the sense of I've got a big list of stuff to do for mm-hmm. this. But when Mikey said it, I was like, yeah, cool. No, I'm going to like that. I've seen it a heap of times. It's yeah. Yeah, definitely my vibe. And it gives you a great ending as well, um, and ambiguous as, as it is. But it was one of those movies I always remember. I was like, I always remember that ending. Going, wow, yeah, didn't I didn't see that coming? Yeah, you um, wouldn't get that in a traditional Hollywood film. No, definitely not. And and yeah, I definitely definitely recommend it if you like some fast paced bounty, you like a bit of comedy with your. You with, British your, underbelly. With, with, your, with your action, definitely give it all. It didn't feel as actually as I was expecting. Like, it was a bit, but it didn't... It, it was much more drama. Yeah, it was much more drama. It also wasn't... Thriller. Drama. Yeah. It also wasn't... <laughs> Mystery suspense. <laughs> Mystery suspense. <laughs> it wasn't Hollywood action. Like, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the more, the more classical you see in your BBC dramas and that kind yeah. of thing of realistic dramas. Like, yeah, okay, the bad guy hasn't got a rocket launcher in the boot. He's got a handgun. <laughs> A few shots are going to go bang, bang. Well, that's what makes it more real because yeah, yeah. when they start cracking out the big weapons to do this kind of crap, and even Hitting with gas tanks, even with um, with Gene, he gives him, he goes, oh, well, you'll need one of these and he gets out his weapons. Now, in a, the American action movie, when he shows the weapons that he's got, they're all the top of the line, military grade mm. weapons. Yeah. This is like um, guns of varying ages. Yeah. Um, a gun collector's collection. A gun pistols. collector's collection, sort of yeah, thing. All yeah. sort of pistols. I think there was one machine gun there, but it was old. Yeah. And and that's the way that really happens no one just pulls out and here's all this military great <laughs> presses a button and the wall opens from the middle to a sh- like a wall of glowing assault rifles exactly yeah. right I respected that they didn't do yeah. that I was like what do you have oh, I'll have this older one that will do the job thank you very yeah. much yeah definitely recommend it watch it it's really good cool 
On that mystical magical note, we'll just dip into spoilers and more beer. Mm. More beer. More beer. More beer. More beer. Can I have a chocolate as well, please? No, for a minute. Uh, spoilers. Any and all. There's the one big one at the end there. Mm. I mean, we could sit there and try and untie all the knots, yeah. but really just sort of watch it. Um, there's no real spoilers. There's no, there's no spoilers. Some good it's, scenes. It's twisty-turny. Like, the yeah. story is very twisty-turny, but it's not... Yeah, not, it's all not kind, really of, spoiled, it's all kind of on there. I'd, I'd let people sort of watch that, but there is this is the very, very big one at the very end. Uh, basically, everyone sort of comments on the fact that 4X is really good at what he's been doing in these crazy past couple of days. Maybe he should stay in it. He sort of semi-accepts that, and he it's now his turn to do the... Uh, they call him boss. Yeah, they even call him boss. What's, what, what's the next boss? And now he's at the country club, asked for privacy. They close him in the little room. He's like, well, boys... Here's my advice. Get a plan, stick to it. I'm getting out. That was my plan all along. I am out. Thank you very much. You guys have some talking to do to figure out what you're doing from here, but I'm out and everyone sort of goes, oh, well, we respect you. Fair enough, mate. Goodbye. And he's walking down the front steps. The lovely lady comes into his arm. He's like, yeah, you know, you got to choose a life. So you got to be smart about these things. And if you were smart as me, You'd know my name. Bang! Gets shot in the chest. Yes, and that's where it's ambiguous as well because if you look into it, you go, oh, he's dying. Even in the, the, the summary, he's not, he doesn't die as such. Yeah. It's like he's contemplating his possible death. Yeah. So you're like, does he live? Does he die? Eh, doesn't really matter. Uh, and, and also just one little part uh, in case you listen to this because you didn't intend to listen to uh, watch the movie. He gets shot by... He has a lovely lady friend who he encounters the... the Sienna Miller's character, Sienna Tammy. Miller's character, Tammy. Tammy. Uh, and basically, he steals her from a little nerdy character. And the nerdy character shoots him in the chest. Uh, yeah, I, I also... Because they didn't show the death, he didn't sort of blah, bleed out on the steps, it is left ambiguous. And he's sort of sitting there left, left questioning, going, Oh, crap. I, yes. I thought I had it all figured out. I was suspicious for like the entire like third part of the movie that he would die in it. Hmm. I, it was just a thing that was just kind of niggling me in the back of the head because it's kind of like a... It's the sort of thing that you don't just walk away from. No, like, definitely not. I think that's a thing that I might be manufacturing this memory, but they kind of touch on that you don't yeah. get out of this business. Like, it's yeah. not something that you just leave. You can't really do that. You only get out if you die. Yeah. And I was like, he's trying to leave. Pretty sure he won't. So he'll yeah. either become the new boss or he will get <clears throat> killed. I didn't 100% expect it, but I kind of felt, that. Yeah. Kind of felt it. Yep. That's good. The way it goes about all, all its things, and there's a few characters getting knocked off throughout it, and everyone they did, they did quite well. They were happy to show it as well. Yeah. Like it was no hidden secret like with the Duke getting knocked off and all those sort of guys mm. like that. It was it was just all very very well done. Even at the end there, because he's been screwed over before this happens, and then um, it gives you a cool scene of like, yeah, yeah, you thought it screwed over, but. No, I didn't. Yeah. No, I, I didn't planned it out. I thought about it. I'm the guy who thinks you got to have a plan. You've got to have a plan. Oh, fuck, I've been shot. Even yeah. though he, and he hires his own hitman to get rid of the dragon and then thinks he has him outwitted. Yeah. And, and yeah. He doesn't. He does not at all. <laughs> Very much the opposite. That that actual hitman that he hires, I... He was a great character. He was a great I character. Yeah. I liked him a lot. I was always wondering why he was walking around wearing these headphones and then when he's in the cab mumbling French... And Forex is like, what? What did you say? Was Shut like, up! Shut up! I've got a test on Tuesday. Parlez <laughs> vous français? C'est quoi? C'est quoi? Oh, he's letting. He was just so no, so nonchalant about yeah. his entire profession. 
the point is like it's like that guy shoot him he's like you're the client <laughs> yeah well to, to the point where like Forrest is trying to interact like wait for him at the train station the guy just walks past him he's like oh okay the guy sort of ignores him in the cab and it's not until they're sort of sitting at this location the guy finally takes off the headphones and goes so when does he get here and Daniel Craig's character jumps because <laughs> he's not expecting him to talk um, other than that that's end of the podcast end of the podcast uh, movie for next week Next week's film is Casino Royale from 1967. That's right, there was one before the Daniel Craig one. Uh, this one stars David Nevins, Peter Sellers, and is a comedy spoof film of the genre of James Bond. You heard me. <laughs>